Morning, everybody. Morning. Good Palm Sunday to everybody. I'm filling in for Pastor Ken. He's with us. He's just going to rest and relax this morning uh, while we worship together. Uh, do we have anyone who's going to do the announcements? Okay, Don. Morning, everybody. Happy Palm Sunday. So uh, this morning in the bulletin, if you uh, take a look, we got a lot going on, actually. Uh, so first and foremost tonight, um, praise Symphony Orchestra, and uh, thank you, Liz, for putting all of that together. You want to say a few things about it, or come and <laughs> please come. No, I'm, uh, we really did a lot of uh, outreach to the community on this one and um, to sister churches, and so we're really expecting a great crowd tonight. Um, please come and bring a friend, bring a neighbor. Uh, it's a wonderful event, lots of great music, and, uh, and we also have our, our uh, choir involved somehow, right? It's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool. Um, <clears throat> Uh, aside from the other things uh, that, you know, happen here normally, we also, uh, uh, I think it's April 25th, we have a, uh, a uh, discussion again on, on um, our series on aging, and this one is going to be kind of cool. It's, uh, I think it's 6 to 7 p.m. Thursday. It's going to be on um, the financial side of, you know, uh, as we get older, um, what are some of the things that we should be thinking about having a living trust and you know all of that stuff um, they're good things to discuss uh, and then uh, we also have uh, a second here um, well one last thing I want to uh, I want to mention and that is um, May 1st May 1st uh, I believe is a Saturday we're going to be hosting another um, fun night here so it's going to be a magician May 4th sorry thank you Sue <laughs> May 4th, Saturday. Uh, we're going to have a, a magician and a night of karaoke. So um, for those people that like to sing and really uh, let it go, this is your opportunity. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, the Easter services coming up. Uh, I think Monday, Thursday, uh, we'll be having a, a service here at 7. Dinner at 6, service at 7. And then Good Friday, we have two services noon and seven, and then of course we'll be back here on Sunday. So uh, that's all I got. Thank you. Let's please join together in our first hymn.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us. Let us confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are righteous and only. We have Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here and worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on
almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We now continue with the reading of God's holy word. Good morning. Our first reading is from John chapter 12, verses 12 through 19. It can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1671. John 12, 12 through 19. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand this at all. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him, when he had called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this isn't getting us anywhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. And now we will read Psalm 31, verses 9 through 16, responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 31, 9 through 16. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow and my soul and body with grief. Because of all my enemies, I am utter contempt of my neighbors and an object of dread to my closest friends. Those who see me on the street flee from me. For I hear many whispering, terror on every side. They conspire against me and plot to take my life. 
Many times, my times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, for those who pursue me. Our second reading will be from Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 36 through 39, and can be found in your Bible on page 325, Deuteronomy 32, 36 through 39. The Lord will vindicate his people and relent concerning his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left, slave or free. He will say, now where are their gods? The rock they took refuge in? The gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise up to help you. Let them give you shelter. See, now that I myself am he, there is no God besides me. I put to death and I bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal. And no one can deliver me out of my hand. Our epistle is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, and can be found in your Pew Bible on page 1827. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. In your relationships with one another and have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as, man, as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That is the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. According to John, the 12th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. 
Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a, a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew to Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now, my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that, that was there heard it and said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of the world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will re remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, You are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom the arm of the Lord has been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe, because Isaiah says elsewhere, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so they can neither see with their eyes, nor understand with their hearts, nor turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. Yet, at the same time, many, even among the leaders, believed him. But because of Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith, for they fear, for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than the praise of God. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated.
first off, I'd like to say a happy anniversary to my beautiful wife of 12 years today. Yeah, thank you. Our sermon this morning comes from, well, I don't know, you can be the judge. Either John's gospel or the epistle letter, I'll let you be the judge. Uh, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. I pray that the eyes of your hearts would be enlightened, that you may know the height and the breadth and the depth that the love of God that he has for you and his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. When I was reading through the lectionary, well, actually, before I even started reading through the lectionary for this week's uh, sermon, I automatically saw that it was Palm Sunday and pretty familiar with the account, Jesus riding in on a donkey, people shouting, Hosanna in the highest, they're laying their coats before Jesus in the palm branches. And as I read the lectionary text, I'm like, I can't believe that, well, where, where's, the t where's the Palm Sunday text? And I'm glad you put it in the readings for uh, this morning. But as I pondered the lectionary reading for this week, I realized that the Palm Sunday is in the lectionary readings. If you think about it, in Paul's epistle letter, we have the Palm Sunday account, just without all of the details of palm branches and a donkey and people laying clothes before Jesus and shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest. Listen to the words of Paul once more. Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in an appearance of man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. I mean, I really wonder whether or not Paul had Palm Sunday in mind when he wrote this in his epistle. Without all these details, Paul depicts that Jesus himself came down out of glory, where there's a continual worship and praise of God and a perfection of no death or sin. And he emptied himself and he came into this world. Just like in our gospel, Jesus physically had to ride into Jerusalem. So God himself came down into this world out of his glory so that he, as he rode into Jerusalem, knew he was riding 
to the crucifix. And in this morning's text, before uh, what I read in the gospel, we see that there are several things that need to be pointed out about the classic text of Jesus riding in on the donkey, people putting palm branches before him and shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. The first thing is the fact that the fact that Christ rode in on a donkey has significance. In Luke's account, it says that the donkey had never been ridden. And you have to remember that the Bible back then was the Old Testament. So these things are speaking of to the people of their Bible of what happened in the Old Testament. And the Israelites, way back when, were commanded to sacrifice a red heifer. And this red heifer had to be a, a bull that had never done any work or any plowing. So essentially, just like the donkey had never been ridden, the red heifer had never done any work or plow. And they sacrificed this red heifer, and the priests would take the ashes and purify those who had come in contact with dead bodies. And the, this, the priest would then, therefore, purify the people. And they could be returned to worship in the tabernacle. And furthermore, if you think about it, a donkey that has never been ridden means that it is untamed and undomesticated. You cannot just mount a donkey without getting bucked off immediately. It must be tamed and it must be domesticated. And yet, Jesus himself sits on the donkey and rides into Jerusalem. And I don't know about you, but if you're sitting on an untamed donkey and people are shouting and the whole city's, you know, having a bunch of commotion, laying coats down and palm branches and shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. No, Jesus proved himself to be who he said he was as the Messiah, as the anointed one of God. Secondly, when John wrote of the fulfillment of riding on the donkey, he said this, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. This quote is actually a combination of Zechariah and Isaiah together. And if you look at the context of Zechariah's text, after this part, fear not, daughter of Zion, he writes, he is just and endowed with salvation. 
and you put this together with Isaiah's part of him being a king, well, now you have Jesus riding in on a donkey, bringing salvation, and he's also a king. And this part about a donkey is sometimes misunderstood and mistaught. Usually this is how it goes. Jesus, being humble, rides in on a donkey instead of this great white stallion like Julius Caesar did when he rode across the Rubicon in his great white horse. No, again, this has significance in the Old Testament. King Solomon, David's son, actually rode to his coronation of being king on King David's favorite donkey. So here, Jesus, being a type of David, is riding in, and he's a king, and he's bringing salvation. And of course, in the Old Testament, in the ancient days, uh, this riding in on a donkey signified the bringing of peace and not that of a conqueror. And then thirdly, we have the laying down of palm branches. <clears throat> and this too is a picture featured in the Old Testament. The seventh feast that Jesus, that the Israelites, the ancient Israelites, were uh, commanded to fulfill was the Feast of Tabernacles. And in the Feast of Tabernacles, in, in ancient Israel, they were taking the tabernacle and it wasn't sitting still in one place. And so during the Feast of Tabernacles, they would order the Israelites to make temporary houses out of leaves. And some of these leaves, of course, would be palm branches. And so this laying down of palm branches before Jesus has significance and it ties into this Feast of Tabernacle. Again, to show that the Old Testament uh, prophecies and teachings were fulfilled in Jesus, our Messiah. And we can also appreciate how Paul describes the fact that Jesus himself humbled himself and became a man and marched into Jerusalem to fulfill all prophecy, to be obedient to God's holy law perfectly, and then march to the cross to be your ultimate sacrifice. And after Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, and people shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, he began to contemplate the reality of his own death awaiting him. John wrote, Now my soul has become troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. 
But for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And then a voice came out of heaven. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. So the crowd of the people who stood by and heard it were saying that it had thundered. Others were saying an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Now, judgment has come upon this world. Now, the ruler of this world will be cast out. You see, Jesus not only revealed that he was God, but that he was human too. Jesus has a troubled soul and he prays to the Father, save me from this hour. He pleads, if there be any other way, if there be any other way. And the Father responds that Jesus will glorify him by becoming a sacrifice of an unblemished lamb, bringing about salvation for the people that he loves, which is you, and will be a payment for sin. And it, Jesus will be also glorified again when he returns for you, his bride, his people. Jesus said, now judgment is upon the world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. Remember, we live in the already and the not yet tension. Christ has already come to save us. Yet, at the same time, we're still awaiting his coming. Here, Jesus tells Satan that he has been cast out. So what does this mean? Well, if you recall in the book of Job, Satan is before the throne room of God, accusing Job of all of his sins. But when Jesus comes into this world, when he empties himself, and becomes a man and enters our world, Satan is cast out of heaven for all eternity. He can no longer come before the throne room of God. He is cast down. But he is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour here on earth. If so, even the elect. However, the final judgment awaits him. When Satan or even your own flesh deceives you and tempts you, do not listen to him, knowing that Christ himself has come down out of his glory 
and he did it for you. When you're tempted to commit that pet sin of yours, do not listen. For Christ went to the cross in an agonizing death for you. When you're tempted to give up because of lack of finances or broken relationships, don't give up because Christ hung on this cross for you. When you're, you've lost a loved one and you feel like you can't go on any further, don't give up because Christ shed his blood for you for the forgiveness of your sins Jesus said if I am lifted up from the earth I will draw all men to myself Jesus went on to say truly truly I say to you unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. You see, that seed was dropped here in your baptismal font. That seed was dropped here only to die so that it may spring to new life. You have been made a new creation in him. Your, your seed has sprung to new life in Christ. And this upcoming Thursday, you'll be celebrating the Last Supper with Jesus. It was the Last Supper for Jesus being human here on earth. But for you, it's each and every Sunday, right here at the altar. Jesus has promised to be right here to nourish and strengthen your faith, to sustain you to life everlasting. Jesus humbled himself and became a man obedient to the point of death, he rode into Jerusalem to die for you. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. We now continue with our hymn of the day.
please rise as we recite the Nicene Creed together. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty. Good morning. Um, for our prayers today, um, for the response, I will be saying, through Jesus Christ our Lord, and your response will be, Amen. Let us pray for Christ's holy church, that she may be defended against her enemies and kept faithful in the confession of Jesus Christ to the nations. Almighty God, because you have revealed the saving gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations, guard your church against all enemies of your name and empower her in the proclamation of this saving gospel and in the works of mercy that make known your love to those still in darkness and the shadow of death. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Let us pray for all pastors and servants of the word, for all vocations in the church, and for all the baptized in their vocation as God's children. Almighty God, through your spirit, you have called, gathered, and enlightened a people and set them apart by baptism to be your own and live under you. Give your blessing to and prosper the service of those who preach and teach this gospel in the church and all who speak and live this gospel out with the within their various callings, through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Let us pray for those preparing for baptism and the catechisms learning the faith, that rejoicing in the forgiveness of their sins and the new birth of their baptism, they may be sustained in faith and be found faithful when Christ comes in his glory. Almighty God, you have established the means of grace by which the aged and the young are given new birth in baptism and grow in their new lives as, their, as your own children. Grant that all who have received this adoption as your own sons and daughters may be kept in this holy faith and fear and not depart from Christ all the days of their lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Let us pray for those who govern and for our own lives as citizens and servants of Christ who honor authority and live holy, upright, and godly lives to your praise and glory. Almighty God, you have established governments and appointed leaders to serve on your behalf in the exercise of justice, the promotion of virtue, and the protection of the weak. Bless our president, the Congress, our governor, the legislature of the state, all judges and magistrates, and those who protect our liberty at home and abroad. Give us the will and desire to be good and faithful citizens so that we may not dishonor you by our words or conduct. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us pray to our Lord God Almighty that he would free us from error, heal us from all disease, show concern for the poor and hungry, and give care to the disabled, the aged, and the infirm. Almighty God, you heal and restore according to your gracious will. Behold the sick and suffering and all who are in distress of mind or spirit, especially those we now name silently or out loud. Give them the grace in which to persevere through the day of trouble and give patience to those who struggle with disability. Visit the poor and hungry with your gracious presence and your gifts and lead us to respect all and love all people from life's beginning to its appointed end. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us pray for those outside the church, for those who have fallen away from the truth, and for those who have renounced the faith. Almighty God, as once your son was welcomed with palms and hosannas, so open the hearts of all who hear your word that by the Holy Spirit they may believe in Jesus Christ and come to him. Restore the fallen and bring back to the faith those who have rejected this gospel for the prison of error and idol. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us pray for the peace of the world, for peace in Christ's church, and for peace in the hearts and lives of all Christians. Almighty God, you have given us the peace that passes understanding in Christ our Lord. Manifest his peace among the nations to bring an end to war and violence. Unite your church in peace and harmony, and give your calm to the troubled hearts of your people, so that they may serve you in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for our enemies, for those who hurt us, and for those who persecute the church of Christ. Almighty God, while we were yet your enemies, you sent forth your Son to suffer for our sins and die to free us from death. Guide us to love those who hate us, to pray for our enemies and those who persecute your people because of their faith, and to give witness to the hope within us in the day of trial. Bring them to repentance, that they may be of one mind and heart with us and with your whole church, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for our good use of all God's gifts and for grateful hearts. Almighty God, though we in no way deserve your kindness, you give us mercies new each morning. Make us mindful of your gifts and wise in their use for the glory of your holy name. Fill us with thanksgiving that we may rejoice in your generosity and honor. You for the daily bread you never fail to give. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us now share the peace of the Lord with one another. Remember that it's not just 
saying hello. The world can do that out there. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are one body made up of different parts. So let's greet each other in the peace of the Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord, maker of all things, through your intercession of us, Jesus, we may offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives 
lift up your hearts. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join in the unending hymn. he was betrayed our Lord Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and he said take and eat this is my body given for you do this in remembrance of me And in the night, <clears throat> again after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he gave it to all to drink, saying that this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's join now together with the prayer that our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be be seated. Would my communion helpers please come forward?
now hear the words of the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let's rise and sing our last hymn, Lamb of God. Serve the Lord and go in peace. Thanks be to God.